practical, theology-of-the-body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. And we're calling all parents today on More to Life. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And the title of today's show, Your Domestic Church. We're talking about parenting. And let's face it, raising kids is a tough job and Catholic parenting even more so. So if you've got parenting questions, whether you're wondering how to handle certain parenting issues more gracefully, Uh, or you'd like to feel more confident about passing the faith on to your kids, or wondering how to celebrate your faith more meaningfully at home. We want to help you. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Let's talk about how to build stronger, more dynamic domestic churches. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. 7825. You know, I think there's nothing tougher than parenting from pretty much the minute you start thinking about having a child to the end of your life. You are parenting, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, a great grandparent, you are doing that parenting forever. And we like to joke that you're a parent forever in the order of Melchizedek. Catholic nerd joke there. Yeah, a priest you're for, forever in the order of Melchizedek, but you are a parent forever. <laughs> oh, they're booing. Oh, wow. <laughs> in okay. the order of Melchizedek. Right. And, and you are. You know, we were talking to good friends last night whose you know, family was going along just fine, and then suddenly, you know, one of their kids has been hit with a really difficult challenge in their lives. And it, it's never a case of, I got this. It's, it's, it's great. It's just fine. You can have about a day of that thinking. <laughs> and I remember it happening like a zillion times, especially when our kids were, were much younger, very little, where I was like, oh, we've got this. We've got a routine. Now. Everything's great. This is fine. And then they'd wake up on the wrong side of the bed or they'd, they'd change the stage of capability and thinking that they were in, or they would have a problem with their social life. Everything would change. The whole dynamic would change. And as a parent, I had to change with it and figure out how to bring it back to a place of love, a place of faith, a place of calm, a place where we all liked each other. And that can be hard to find some days as as a family. So if you're in a family, whether you are parenting your kids or your kids are adults and you're still concerned, we are here to help you with whatever you're dealing with in trying to not just be a family, but be a Catholic family in a crazy, crazy world. You know, we are actually called to be domestic churches, not just a bunch of people living under the same roof and sharing a tax return. We actually are meant to be domestic churches. What we do as a family is a ministry to each other and to the world. And if that sounds like way more than you signed up for, (laughs) impossible in the midst of everything you're handling, let us help you out today. Give us a call on More to Life. We can handle the little questions, the giant questions, and the what the heck do you mean about a domestic church and how do we do that questions. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877 
573-7825. And again, whether you've got parenting questions uh, or, and about littles or teenagers or adult kids or grandkids for that matter, or you're wondering how to handle uh, you passing on the faith to your kids or celebrating the faith more meaningfully at home. If you want to get your spouse on the same page, either with the faith or how you're raising the kids or you keep having arguments over how you're raising those kids or something's just not working between you and your spouse to give you that domestic church, that life of peace and love and friendship with each other that you so desperately want to have, we're here for that as well. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. And every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not familiar with that, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he looked at creation and salvation history and the Gospels and showed how those things reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that families are schools of love and virtue where we all learn to live life as a gift and that parents are the most important teachers in this school of love. But as we were saying, parenting can be hard, and it really is tempting to just settle for, we got through the day with our kids. But, you know, Catholic parents are called to do so much more. The Church tells us that parenting is actually one of the most important ministries in the Church, because it's the primary way the next generation of Christian disciples is formed. It's how we're supposed to pass on our faith. The world needs loving, responsible, godly people. And God commissioned Catholic parents to give the world what it needs. And that's a big job. Uh, but, you know, the more that we can approach parenting in a prayerful, thoughtful, intentional, graceful manner the more we're able to fulfill our mission as Catholics to let God change the world through our families by raising that next generation of faithful, courageous, loving, responsible, godly men and women. Now look, of course, none of us know how to do that perfectly. And no matter how well we think we were raised by our parents, none of us are saints yet. And none of us knows how to raise saints, which is exactly what we're called to do. We've all got a lot to learn. And that's why every day, especially when we're struggling, we need to turn to our Heavenly Father and, and, and ask Him, Lord, teach me to be the parent you want me to be in this moment and all day, every day. Help me to respond to my kids in ways that will glorify you. Help me be my best self and help bring out my, the best in my kids in every situation. Give me your grace and love and let my kids experience that love and grace through me. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We're talking about building a strong domestic church and raising kids is a tough job. So whether you've got questions about parenting or creating a more faithful family life, we are here for you. Eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk. And you know, what, what is a domestic church anyway? Let's talk about that because you know, the the in the, in the catechism, if you look it up. It basically just says uh, the domestic church is a manifestation of ecclesial reality. That's helpful. It, well, uh, when, not when the kids are no. crying <laughs> and and you know tearing off their diapers and throwing them across the room, that helps a lot. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, but but a domestic church, you know, it's it's a household of people that are connected through sacramental grace to each other and God, and 
committed to sharing the Christian vision of love in their life with each other in the world. That's what a domestic church is. It's, it's, it's a, an outpost of grace in a hurting world uh, where, we, where we show God's love to each other first in our homes and then with everybody that we encounter as well. And so, you know, we want to talk about how families can actually become that, uh, what it takes to really live that out. In fact, this is a conversation we were having uh, this week on Catholic Home at CatholicHOM.com uh, with the parents that are members there. And I was talk- we were talking about how family life is a ministry. And, you know, we have a tendency to think of ministry as the churchy stuff we do at church. But, but really, ministry is any activity that communicates God's love to another person. And that's why the church says that marriage and family life is a ministry as well. Because as couples and families, Christian couples and families, it's not our job to just love each other with our broken human love. It's our job every day to ask God to teach us how to love each other with his love. And that should look very different than what the world imagines marriage and family life to be. Now, you know, that's nice to say, but, but how do you actually pull it off? Well, let's talk it out at 877-573-7825. Lisa, who's up next? We're talking with Erica, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma. Hi, Erica. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Yes, um, I have a, a question Um I have a 19-year-old that just started dating, has her first her first boyfriend. He is not Catholic or not practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. She is very involved in her youth group and serving others and very Catholic. I brought her up in a very Catholic household. Okay. But in the past six months of her dating, this young man, he has given her... A lot of gifts, expensive gifts. I've added up mm. probably more than $3,000 worth of gifts. Um, how can I make her realize that he's, these are red flags in this relationship? He, she just doesn't want to hear well, talk, it. Talk yeah. to me about how you've, how, how you've been talking with her about her relationships. Because, you know, you're saying she's a very faithful Catholic woman who's involved in the church, but she's dating a, very, dating a non-Catholic guy. Talk to me about your conversations with her about her, her relationships in general. Um, it, this is her first boyfriend, so before talk, uh, we've we've taken her to theology of the body conferences and mm. and told her, you know, a, a man is supposed to respect you, take care of you. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's well. But have you talked to her about what she wants thing. from a relationship? Like what what is what we does have. she want in a relationship? Well, what what, is, what are her answers? She wants somebody that um, that could take care of her, that uh, a faithful man. I mean, we've talked about what she wants. She, she wants, wants that, or you want that for her? Because because she if wants she's, that. So so that's then, how does she, she justify? Uh, how does she justify dating this guy that's not faithful? Oh, because he says she's saying that he is. He's very sweet to her, and he's hardworking, and you know she. He, she can convert Does he pray him with to her? faith later on. I'm yeah, sorry. No. Uh, yes, she's banking on that. Oh, he loves me enough. He'll become Catholic because mm-hmm. he's such a good person. He's love bombing her with all of these gifts. He seems really sweet, and she's just not seeing it coming because she she's you know having her head turned by all of this, and she is probably desperate for a boyfriend at 19 years old. Yeah. She's the very first one. Um, yeah, I mean, so so you're right. This is a red flag, and it is called love bombing. It's it's where the person just kind of 
you know, showers you with gifts so that you can't think Even straight. attention yeah, and just, attention. just dissuades you from their character by just making that, you know, the person, whether it's a male or a female, look like, you know, the, the answer to all of your hopes and dreams. Um, you know, Erica, I, I think, and, and I'd encourage you to, to, to take a look at Parenting Your Teens with Grace. Um, and and in, that, in that book, we talk a lot about how to help our kids, our teenagers, um, have healthy relationships. And one of the first things that we encourage parents to be doing is, is praying with their kids about these kinds of questions, about these relationships. You know, where every day you should be praying with your daughter, Lord, you know, bless my daughter and, and, and help this relationship be what you want it to be. Um, help my daughter to, to, to really know who she is as, as your beautiful, beloved daughter and to never settle for anything less than she deserves. You know, she's told me that she wants a godly man who can love her and lead her closer to you. And if this is that relationship, then I ask you to bless it. And if it's not, then I ask you to fi- help her find the man that you do have in your heart for her. Um, and, you know, you, in, you invite her to pray that with you, right? Um, and the thing about that prayer is, you know, you, yes, you're communicating your concerns, but, but you're giving the relationship to God. And you're, and you're leading her to do the same. Because right now she's trying to figure this out on her own. And as a 19-year-old girl, you know, she, she's struggling to, to do that. You know, she sees this guy who's sweet and who's just pouring gifts on her and attention. And, and, uh, Looks like Prince Charming. And, she, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know what's right and what's good in, in, in this relationship. And so uh, teaching her to bring the relationship to God every day you know, with you starts getting her thinking. You know, well, I should be able to bring this relationship to God with him. And, in fact, y- you need to ask her, you know, can you pray about it? your relationship with, with him. him that's the other that's that's the second thing we recommend in, in parenting with grace where you know we, we need to be teaching our kids from the very first date to be praying with that person about the relationship lord you know bless our friendship and help you help it to be what you want it to be and and you know invite her to do that you know say you know are you you as a faithful young woman you can't be afraid of bringing this relationship to god even with him and see how he responds to that. You know, you, you, I know that you, you like him, and I know that you think that you could convert him down the line. See how he responds to it now. Ask him to pray with you about this relationship. How would he respond to that? Because a, a, a healthy relationship should always help you feel more of what you are and more of what you believe, not less. And so if, he's, if he is the man that God has chosen for you, he will respond well. To your invitation to pray about the relationship with him and if he's not the man that god wants for you he's going to start resisting that and pushing back on it and you're going to feel ashamed about your faith and that's going to give you really important information you telling her what to do won't work no you telling in fact, her what to it'll do will make push her, her into back his arms. away from you yeah. it'll push her into his arms but you bringing the relationship and those concerns to god in an open and humble sort of way and even praying for the relationship if it is god's will for her that will help her to really open up to God's grace, see you as as a companion along the way in this situation, and really help her, you know, kind of check her history of theology of the body and being raised by you in the way that she she was. Also, invite them over for dinner. I don't know if she lives with you or she doesn't live with you. I'm assuming she does, but have him over for dinner and family game nights and get to know him and 
let be yourselves and your most godly selves. You know, say grace before meals if that's something you traditionally do. Make sure you're talking about, you know, what you heard at Mass this week or whatever it is. It's either going to make him recoil very quickly and then she'll start to see that. Or it may open him up where he's like, oh, you know what, this this, this Catholic faith of your family's is pretty cool. I, I want to know more about that. You know, we, we ha- I have a joke, all right? You know, in the art of war, Sun Tzu says, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I like to say, keep your friends close and your daughter's boyfriend closer. A lot closer. You know, because because the reality is, you know, y- y- you know, the more you put yourself up as an obstacle to this relationship, the more you're going to push her into his arms. The more you welcome him into your faithful family and invite him to pray with you and invite him to do healthy things with you, and you see how he responds to that, either he's going to be, either that's going to help convert him, or it's going to show her that, that he is not the man for her. So, again, to, to follow up with these suggestions, and, and if you'd like to learn more about having helping your daughter have a healthy attitude toward dating relationships, I really encourage you to check out Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace. It's available at CatholicCounselors.com. By the way, we also talk about these kinds of questions at Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com where um, all of our members get to interact with our team of pastoral counselors and coaches every day about questions like this and about all the things they need to do to build a more dynamic domestic church. You can learn more about getting that help and support on an ongoing basis at catholichom.com. But Erica, I know mom to mom here, you're scared. You're very scared. And you have a right to be in this situation, especially with the world the way it is today. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to pray for the Holy Spirit to come into your daughter's heart and into this relationship and for the Holy Spirit to sort this out and give your daughter the eyes to see this correctly and the courage to do what she needs to do. Please be praying through this so that you are in a space where you can walk in God's peace so that you can help share that with her instead of just sharing all your fears because we don't want her to recoil from you you want her to see you as the person she turns to every step of the way through this and any other relationship all right thanks so much for the call erica and you know where to find us if you have other questions 877-573-7825 we're talking about building strong domestic churches today on more to life raising kids is a tough job and catholic parenting even more so if you have parenting questions or you'd like to Uh, feel more confident passing the faith on to your kids or wondering how to celebrate your faith more meaningfully at home, whether we're talking about infants or school-age kids, teenagers, adult kids, we want to help you build those strong, dynamic domestic churches. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And we'll be taking more of your calls when More to Life returns right after the break. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. I don't like looking back. I prefer to look forward and keep moving forward. There's plenty to cover. I do a lot of research and try to dig out the bits and pieces of a life or of an agenda that people don't want to talk about. The World Over with Raymond Arroyo. Tonight, 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio and Television. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, your domestic church. We're talking about Catholic parenting, uh, whether we're, whether you've got questions about handling certain parenting situations or want to be more confident about passing the faith on to your kids or wondering how to celebrate your faith more meaningfully at home, we want to help you build a stronger, more dynamic domestic church. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. You know whether you are a parent or a spiritual parent. If you are helping to move younger people into the world of faith and contending with the world the way it is today, and you have questions, we're here for you. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight. Let's go now to Brenda, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska. Hi, Brenda. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? How are you today? Good. Good to hear from you. What's up? Well, I was listening to your program, and I've never married. I don't have kids of my own, but my sister's got four kids, so I'm the aunt of four and one in in heaven. Um, uh, But, uh, oops, hold on just a second. Okay. I'm take, I'm on a phone call, so I'll talk with you. I apologize. I no, no worries. No worries. It's fine. Life happens, right? Yeah. Life happens. So, here. so you're the I, aunt I, of, uh, of these four children. Quick. Yes, the, I'm the aunt of four. And I just wanted to put out there, you know, when you're talking about grandparents, parents, grandparents, grandparents, great-grandparents, hey, don't forget about the aunts and uncles. You bet. Are, Absolutely not. Are a amazing, huge part of our, these kids' lives, and I love my niece and nephews to the end of the world and back. They're almost grown, but um, uh, yeah, just wanted to. to no, I'm glad you out. did. I'm glad you did because here's the thing. You know, when we talk about domestic churches, uh, everybody kind of thinks about the Ozzy and Harriet family, um, and it and and people think that the phrase domestic church excludes people. And it doesn't at all. Uh, in fact, you know, the funny thing, one of the funny things about Christianity, when, when it first 
came out. I guess, <laughs> when it first yeah, yeah. developed. Yeah, over well, it, it was very scandalous to the to the ancient Romans because Romans had a very tribal idea of what a family was. You were either blood or you were out, right? You were either part of the tribe or you were not. Um, and and for when Christians came along, we decided we we pro- proclaimed not decided we proclaimed that grace was thicker than blood, yeah. and that everybody was a brother and sister in the Lord, right? And so and so when when we um, you know, what, what, what that means is that everybody's part of a domestic church. And Brenda, you in particular are part of your sister's domestic church. And when we on. witness a child's baptism, we all make a promise, whether we are blood or not, and you are, we all make that promise to help raise that child in the faith. And I love that you're stepping in and doing that, Brenda. Kids need a support system. We all need a support system. Being a family is difficult, more difficult today than ever. Parents are stretched so, so thin. You know, I read I read um, the book Make Your Bed by, by Mil- William McRaven, and he was a Navy SEAL, and, and he talks about needing a team. And I think it's so important that Catholics remember that we make those baptismal promises to each other to be a team. To, to help each other get through life, be the best Catholics we can be, raise these kids together. And I love that your witness is you're standing up and saying, these kids are my kids too, and I'm here to help my sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. I'm here to help these children. And your witness today to that is so important. Every, every Christian is called to be a spiritual parent first. Uh, and some, some, some spiritual parents go on to have biological children or adopted children as well. Um, but every Christian is called to be a spiritual parent. In other words, to use their gifts and talents to, to facilitate the flourishing of every other uh, brother and sister in the Lord. Uh, and you're doing that uh, through your role as an aunt. And I want to I thank you for recognizing that um, and intuiting that and being part of your, your sister's domestic church and being uh, exercising your spiritual parenthood with your, your nieces and nephews. I think it's beautiful and a, a real inspiration to everyone else who's in your similar situation. You know, you, again, being part of it, you are not excluded, and nobody's excluded from a domestic church. You are, you are part of a domestic church. And, and as Christians, if you don't have your own domestic church, then somebody else's domestic church needs to bring you in. That's, that's part of that radical acceptance and inclusion and hospitality that all Christians are called to as well. Thank you for being such an amazing aunt. Amen. Well, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're taking more of your calls about parenting on today's show, Your Domestic Church. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More delight. We'll be back in a minute. The idea that the United States of America should now be a nation in high-handed rebellion against God makes me choke. I mean, there are some people who seem to think that the problem in America is simply between conservatives and liberals, between Democrats and Republicans. But these group distinctions are not the most important distinction. The real division is between those who are being drawn to Christ and those who are fleeing Him. All humans are created in the image of God and we are made for loving relationship with our Creator. Any human being will never find their full fulfillment apart from God. Uh, And those of us who are united to Christ by faith and baptism in His mission of redemption owe everyone we meet the love and consideration that helps draw them closer to their eternal lover. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. 
I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Poptrack. Raising kids is hard. We all do our best and we all fear that we failed in some way, especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was. It's easy to give in to self-recrimination. Blame, especially self-blame, accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless. Rather than ruminating about past mistakes, put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today. Look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids. Seek out ways to build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Your Domestic Church. We're talking about how to become an outpost of grace in a hurting world. How can you raise godly kids in this crazy secular world? What If you've got parenting questions, wondering how to handle certain parenting situations gracefully, would like to feel more confident about passing the faith on to your kids, or are just wondering how to celebrate your faith more meaningfully at home, give us a call. We want to help you build a strong, dynamic, domestic church. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Deirdre, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Deirdre. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Hi, thank you for um, taking my call. Um, yes, so I have um, a teenage son and a young adult son. They both live with my husband and I. And um, I have, over the years, asked my husband and nagged my husband to pray the rosary with us, um, to pray with us. We pray meals, you know, grace before meals. Um, he's done it unwillingly, and usually it lasts for like two or three days, and then it stops. And I've been praying with my boys here and there, and um, and they go to church regularly. They, they love the faith, and they now they're to the point where I think they've been like they're exhausted with mom. I mean, I've been the one basically that has done the faith formation and everything, and they want they really they respond to their father more now than me, and so 
when I ask my husband, basically, will you pray the rosary with us? It's no. Will he pray and anything with you? Will he will he pray any way with you, or he just rejects? You know what? Occasionally he will. Like when he's been in between jobs and he's needed a job, I'm like, you know what? We need to go to St. Joseph. We need to pray. So we'll, he and I will do that together. And it's, trust me, it's not comfortable for him. It's, you know, you know that expression, you can't give what you don't have. You yeah. know, he was raised Catholic, but he really wasn't shown well, let me ask you let me ask you another question before we before sure. we dive in too much deeper into this so so let's take it off religion for just a second if there was anything else that was important to you but not important to him and you wanted him to do it how would he respond to that it well it depends i wanted to do counseling with him and he said no and that was important to me but then there are other things he'll try to get for me like if it's something he'll He'll try to get that for me, but when I oh said, no, well, but that's if, if something's important to him, he 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 he'll, yeah. he'll, he has no problem asking you. But I, I'm saying if there's anything, right, not religion, uh, but if there's anything at all like that you feel passionately about, but he doesn't see the value in, uh, does he usually say, "Oh yeah, honey, I, I I love you, let's do that," or does he does he just sort of say, "Well, you can do that thing on your own, but leave me out of it," uh, or, or or get resentful if you try to get him to uh, get him to join you? work with me yeah he'll say if you really want this yeah we'll we'll figure it out yeah he'll do that okay wait a minute i want to be really clear here when you say if you really want this are you talking about an object or are you talking about something you want to do with him together has he ever left his comfort zone to do something with you that he's not interested in but you want to do yes he has Okay. Well, the reason I'm asking that is because based on, on, on some of the other things you're saying here, it sounds to me like this is not less of a religion problem than it is a failure of respect. Okay, so for example, when you say you asked him to go to counseling with you and he said no, you know, when, when, when a spouse respects another like if Lisa came to me and said, you know, hey, I want to go to counseling, I, I might not want to go to counseling, but I'd be horrified that she thought we needed it. And, and, and I would, and I would yeah. want to know what was, what was up, and I would want to address that concern. If, if she comes to me and says, hey, there, there's this, this thing that I'm passionate about that I, I, I want you to do with me, I might not love that thing, but I love her enough and respect her to want to see the truth and goodness and beauty and participate in that thing. The fact that he's not willing to do that, it, it speaks to me not just this is not just a religion problem I, I think it's 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 also a respect problem and i'd like you to reframe it that way with him because right. because if you just keep this as a religion problem then the you know the the, the popular response well you can't shove somebody your faith down somebody else's throat and then that's true all right but there are lots of families who aren't spiritually in the same place but because they respect each other they really try hard to meet each other as best they can you know so for example if your husband truly respected you you know he might struggle with prayer but he might and he might say Say, you know, look, I, I, I really don't get the rosary, but I'd be willing to do this with you. Or, you know, prayer is really hard for me, but I understand it's important, so let's try to do this. He, he would find a way to try to meet you at a place where he could, you know, stretch himself a little bit and you guys could grow together. The fact that he's slamming the door in your face is not a religion problem. It's a respect problem. And, and I want you to go to him with that. And, and, and with the boys, too, even, and, and say, look, you know, what I'm, the, your response to me isn't acceptable. It's, 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 this is completely disrespectful, and you're treating me like I don't, you know, I'm not a person in this relationship, and I don't have a right to um, have needs or have desires of my own unless you agree with them. And, and that's, that's horrifying. 
Um, and I don't, I don't, you know, you're called to be a better man than that. And boys, you're called to be better men than that. And I'm sorry that I've tolerated it this long. Because frankly, I can't be a godly woman and allow you guys to treat me like this. So we are going to counseling. Whether you like it or not, I've made an appointment. And I'm going to go with you or without you. And things are going to start changing around here because I need to figure out how to, to call you on to be the godly man that you're meant to be. And for me to be that godly woman that I'm called to be and stop letting you guys get away with this garbage. Right, because because this this you tolerating this lack of respect from the boys in your home, your husband and your and your children, uh, has has really um, undermined right the dignity of your whole household. And I'm not blaming you for that. I'm saying you haven't re- recognized that, and you weren't learned. You, you weren't you weren't learned. You weren't raised to appreciate you know how much you deserved that respect. And and I think you were probably given counsel along the way that oh this is a religion thing. You can't force your religion on somebody else. That's true. But if you're with a person who respects you, they're willing to, to, to expand, extend themselves beyond their comfort zone. And he's just not on these, on these things. And, you know, the reason that a person refuses to go to counseling is because the relationship works for them and they don't want to change that. You know, so, so you have to let him know that things are changing and he can either be part of the change or he can suffer the change. But, but things are going to be changing for the better. You're going to be inviting them to be the godly men and to have a godly household that they've been avoiding all this time. And I, when you do this, okay, I want you to take a step back from the way you've been praying. Is the way you've been praying works for you because you are a woman of deep faith. You have a personal relationship with God and the more formal prayers of the church, whether it's to St. Joseph or it's a daily rosary, make sense for you. Your husband is about 32 miles behind you in terms of a real relationship with God. And I suspect so, the boys are farther behind you than you think. I agree. And I think really encourage you to not just lean on the prayers of the church that they can't relate to. It's like you're speaking a different language. Yeah, well, because for them, again, for you, it's meaningful because you have a relationship with God. Yeah, it's profound. For them, it's saying words at a God that they don't really know very well. Right. So I really encourage you to start praying with them spontaneously throughout the day. You know, one of the boys is, is going out to work or to school. You just, you know, as they're heading out, Lord, please bless my son. Keep him safe and sound. Give him a good day. Let him have a great time. You know, please take care of him and meet all of his needs. Amen. He's out the door. And suddenly he's thinking, oh, God's with me all day. And mom really loves me do, enough to Do care. it while you give him a hug. Yeah. Give him a hug as he's going and then pray over him while you're doing that. Right? And same with your husband. He's heading out the door to work or he's going out, you know, with his friends. A quick prayer that shows him that you love him and that you want God to be with him and bless him. Yeah, Don't him hug, wait. Lord, bless my husband and help him have a good day and let him know that I love him. Amen. Don't wait till there's something major like a job loss and you're relying on St. Joseph and then praying actually brings him into more of a state of stress or is only related to a time of stress. Or he's dealing with the rosary that he can't relate to right now and it seems long and boring to him. When you're in relationship with God and the Blessed Mother, the rosary is profound, and it can be used step-by-step to transform a heart. But if that's all you're doing, and you're not praying for that person, their needs, what's hurting their heart, letting, even saying, God, help me to show my husband how much I love him and value him today. Amen. 
You're moving on, but it's making God part of your everyday, minute-by-minute life. And I want you to start doing those things today, all right? But don't let that take your eyes off the fact that there's the deeper issue of, of, of a failure of respect in this relationship. And I do believe that you need counseling. You've known that for a long time, uh, except he's, he's put up that block. You do not need his agreement on that. You know, if, 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 you, if you had cancer, you wouldn't ask for his permission to seek cancer treatment. Your household has a cancer and this failure of respect, and, and you need to seek treatment for it so it can be what God wants it to be. And if you'd like to learn more about uh, doing that kind of godly uh, marriage counseling, you can work with our team at Catholic Counselors to learn more about how to have faithful responses to these challenges or, or work with somebody locally either way. But you definitely need that support to work on this, this, this underlying issue of that failure of respect before it completely uh, undermines your relationship with your boys, too, as it's beginning to do. Thanks for the call, Deirdre. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out here or at CatholicCounselors.com. We are taking your calls about parenting on our show titled Your Domestic Church. And we're talking about you know, how to build a faithful family, how to respond to those parenting challenges that we all face, how to be more effective in experiencing in our God at home and, and, and living our faith at home. Got questions about any of that? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And the words in particular that uh, they're, they're responding to in, in Deuteronomy is uh, the Lord saying, you know, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and yeah. strength. Uh, and, and this is a command to, to all Christian households as well. This is sort of the, it's called the Shema. It's the most one of the most important uh, prayers in in Judaism. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's and to us it, all. It reminds every household who we are, where we come from, and what we're destined for. But if you look at this, it's not reserve special time alone with God and only that time, and acknowledge Him then. No, it's diligently speak of this to your children, teach it to them. Talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. That doesn't mean just formal prayer times. That means talking to your children all day long. You know what God did for me today? I could, I, it was pouring, raining out, and I did not want to get drenched on the way home from the supermarket, and boom, he found me a parking space right near the door. You know what, God, I was really struggling with this, and God gave me this insight into what I was struggling with, and now I know what to do. Hey, where did God show up in your life? Did anything good happen to you today? You are constantly having that conversation that makes our ever-present God right there for them. They become fully aware. They begin listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. They begin trusting God and wanting to take every moment of their lives to Him. That is what this scripture is talking about. God is a member of your family. Start to acknowledge Him in the big and little ways. Talk to Him. Have conversations about Him. And realize that He wants to be with you and your children always. All right, with that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your questions about building a strong, dynamic domestic church. Give us a call with your parenting questions, your questions about living and celebrating the faith at home, or passing the faith on to your kids. The number is 877-573-7825. And more to life will continue with your questions right after this break. 
This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. What if you moved more? Could this change the course of disease? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Dr. James Hicks of the University of California says that exercise not only helps prevent disease, but it can actually alter disease trajectories. If you are able to move in some way, you can move more. Even seated, just move your arms and legs more. That's adding cardio to your life. If you add lifting a few weights or using bands, this can help. I said help prevent major diseases. Don't forget counting gardening, walking a big box store, bike riding, and even dancing. We are encouraged to add 7,500 steps a day to our life. One day last month, I fertilized the lawn, weeded the garden while listening to great Catholic content, and walked the dogs twice. I got almost 10,000 steps in before 3 p.m. If I can do it, so can you. For more, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're taking your questions about building a strong domestic church, whether you've got parenting questions, questions about passing the faith on to your kids or celebrating the faith at home, give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Sandy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Yes. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have been struggling with an issue since I've learned about it in November, um, my sister, um, who I love dearly, has four daughters. The first daughter is my goddaughter, and uh, she moved out to California and now is in a homosexual relationship. And then I found out just last week when I was visiting that um, their second daughter has moved in with, um, with her boyfriend, or actually he moved in with her. And um, they've all been to Catholic school. They've all been, you know, there's still two daughters at home. Uh And um, it's just, I'm really struggling with this because I have five kids, and my oldest two are just really best friends. How old old are your oldest oldest two? How old are they? My grace is 16 and 14. And then um, my sister has um, a younger. the two daughters still living at home, one's 20, 
one and the yeah, other. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in, 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 since your question is about your kids, I want to focus on, on them because you, you have the, okay. the, the most influence there. Tell me, tell me, you know, right. um, how, how, as a family, do, do you guys, do you guys pray together as a family? Yeah. Uh, and how? Yeah. How do you do um, that? So we pray at night and, you know, just give thanks to God. We pray before um, supper. Um, my my husband is a wonderful, godly man. And, and on Sundays awesome. we do like a family holy hour, um, just kind awesome. of. Um, we, we go to adoration on Thursday. Okay. Some of the older folks go. Some, sometimes they don't. We kind of leave it up to them. But Okay, but they sometimes go. And Sandy, yeah. when they yeah. are going through anything in their lives, a uh, struggle with friends, a test coming up, do you pray with them about concerns like that? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Great. Yeah. You are way ahead yeah. of the game. That's fantastic. So here's, I'd like you to add something to this, okay? Um, so, so one of the things that, that we don't appreciate as Christians, we kind of, we, I think we've forgotten this. You know, why are we Christian? You know, why did Jesus come? You know, well, he came to save us. Well, yes, but what did he come to save us from? Well, sin. Oh, yeah, okay. But what is sin? Ah, well, people say, well, doing, sin means doing the wrong thing. No, actually, it doesn't. It means, it means failing to love as God wants us to love, him and each other. And Jesus came so he could teach us how to love. I give you a new commandment, love one another. How? As I have loved you. Not the same old broken way you've always loved each other, but the way I am loving you. So in other words, Jesus is saying, guys, you have no idea how to love. <laughs> and it's true, right? All of us have love in our hearts. We all want to be loved. Uh, we want to give love, but we don't know how to love in ways that are loving. And we certainly don't know how to love the way God wants us to. And everybody's trying to figure it out on their own. And, and so we get it horribly, horribly wrong. You know, your sister's kids are really struggling to know how to love and be loved. And they're, and they're trying to figure it out on their own and they don't know how. And, and so they're getting it horribly wrong. And so every day as parents, we need to, we need to pray with our kids. Lord, Teach us how to love each other the way you want us to. You know, show us, you know, we all, you can acknowledge this. Lord, you know, we all want to love each other. We all want to be loved. We want to, you know, and Lord, you know, you want our kids to, to, to love and be loved and, and have healthy, godly relationships when they grow up. But you know, we don't, none of us know how to do that. And so teach us how. Show us every day how to love each other. Teach our kids how to know what they are worth in your eyes and to always turn to you first to, to ask you to teach them how to love and be loved the way you want them to and, and make that the subject of your converse, of your prayer so then that becomes the subject of conversations too because you know, that's really at the heart of your question right and and unfortunately you know when parents always say this we did all the right things we sent our kids to catholic school we we sent them, we took them to mass those are all good things to do those are important things to do and the mass of course is essential um, but that doesn't necessarily address the question what does it mean for us to love and be loved the way God wants us to? Like, I mean, if we, if we have conversations about going to Mass that say, you know, look, when we receive the Eucharist, Jesus gives us all of himself, and he asks us to give all of ourselves back in return, and that's the kind of relationship we're called to. Well, fine, okay? But most of us don't have that question. We just go to Mass, and we send our kids to school, and we assume that they're going to somehow pick this up, and they don't, right? So, so having that prayer where every day as a family, you know, for example, we say, okay, Lord, teach us how to love each other the way you want us to. And then maybe have a conversation right after and says, okay, guys, What's one small thing we can all do to try to make each other's day a little easier or more pleasant? What do you think God is asking us to do for each other today? 
So you have the prayer and then you have a five minute conversation about what you're going to do to take better care of each other. And then you pray with your girls, uh, with all your kids, Lord, you know, help them to know what they're worth in your eyes and help them to know how you want them to love others and how you want them to be loved by others. So they never settle for anything less than what you want for them. And you're teaching them to give their relationships, all their relationships, even their friendships to God, right? So, you know, they come home and they're talking to you about a friend that's struggling with something. You, you make sure you pray about that and you say, Lord, you know, teach my daughter how to respond to this friend in a way that would really glorify you and help her be her best self and, and invite them to be their best selves too. And, and so as you're praying through this, you're really teaching them how to love and how to be loved and, and how to ask God to, to show them all of that, right? So that, that he, they are, you're, you're showing them how to make the Lord the Lord of all of their relationships from this age forward. And the more we can do that as parents, the more we're, we're, we're teaching our kids that they don't have to figure out how to love and be loved on their own. That what they need to do is ask God every day to teach them. And the more they do that, the more God will lead them down his path the relationships that he wants them to have and as you teach them about how to love and be loved and they learn that you know loving another person is working for their good right it's not happy feelings it's not what's convenient it's not who you just gel with it's somebody who's going to work for their good and they want to work for that person's good when we do that we can see the difference between lust and love we can see the difference between use and love somebody who just wants to use them to hang out with because they're a great person for a sexual encounter for a lifetime that's not healthy for them because they don't want to move out of their comfort zone they begin to see the difference and it gives them everything that greg's talking about here and that understanding gives them that sense at their core when someone anyone in any situation wants to use them instead of love them and you also call them on you know are you friends with this person just because they're easy to hang out with are you using them or do you really care for when them? you did that thing for your to your brother or your sister were you using them or were you loving them you know when we you know, so so you make that a part of the conversation in your home too we talk about this by the way in, in our book beyond the birds and the bees raising sexually whole and holy kids it's appropriate for parents of, of kids from from infancy to young adulthood because we talk about the Catholic vision of love as it evolves through the different stages of child uh, development. Uh, that's Beyond the Birds and the Bees, The Catholic Guide to Raising Whole and Holy Kids. Um, also, our book, Discovering God Together, uh, gets into this as well. But, you know, you can run with the suggestions that we've made here. But but if you want to go deeper, those two resources can be tremendously helpful. Also, I'm going to point you to uh, CatholicHOM.com as well. It stands for Households on Mission. And in addition to having pl- tons of resources to help build a d- strong, domestic, excuse me, strong domestic churches, we uh, provide daily accompaniment. Our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches are interacting with our member families every day, helping them learn what it means to overcome these challenges uh, that, that we all struggle with as we try to live out God's call for our family lives. So check it out, catholichom.com if you're interested. Sandy, thank you so much for the call. You're heading down the right road so far ahead of so many other parents. I think adding this piece to it all will be tremendously helpful for you guys. All right, that's all the time we've got for today's program, but thanks so much for being with us. If you'd like to learn more about building a strong domestic church, come on over to CatholicHOM.com and and become a subscribing member today so that you can get all the support that you need to build a strong, dynamic domestic church. That's CatholicHOM.com. And you can also check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, and many other resources at CatholicHOM.com. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you because with his grace, there really is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.